You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fita Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fina Show, brought to you by Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller, and that over there is John Fina. John, how are you tonight? Good. Hi, Joe Miller. I, I cut out the whole, you can find me on Twitter and crap. Like, it just, it had, it's only been four years. I'm finally figuring three years. I'm finally, oh. Nice. Well done. Nice pop. That was yeah, nice. well, I uh, I already went to practice since you had to delay this one extra hour of suffering to get this game out of my system. <laughs> so at least I get to have myself a nice, cold, long drink. And, you know, I like to get every drop. Sometimes I'll just do this yeah. for like five minutes. So th- that is not an official show sponsor, but we, uh, we basically, that, that was the drink of summer for us as a, as for Beth and I, we were out on the lake on Lime Lake and, uh, on the pontoon boat. And yeah, even she tried that the first time I was like, that's really good. I was like, well, it's got 80 more calories than I knew. And that's why it's so much better. Well, yeah. well, 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 this, this, you is got the, the light sugar, version, sugar free version. Oh, the sugar free yeah, yeah. version. Oh, look at watching. Lime like baby. Hey, Joe, did you see my new uh, threads here or what? That what is, is a, that now? is a dope. My shirt. new fit. Your new fit. Yeah. I like the fit. I like the yeah, fit. This is, this is Bill's backers of Monterey. And if I can turn around, the back is actually pretty cool. Oh, that is dope. That is sweet. Yeah. That Bill's mafia. Super dope. So that is obviously licensed Buffalo Bills apparel because not only does it have the Buffalo Bills logo on it, but it says Bills Mafia. Two things. Don't say they got the logo on there. It's, on the, front, it's, on, the front, it's on the front, too. Well, I don't know, man. I just know that I've gotten a C&D before from our, our wonderful Buffalo Bills organization, and I would hate to see you. I think all the Bills backers bars, I think that they if they apply for it, they get they get that permission to, to like do a logo with the Bills logo on it, and I think they can use the actual legit thing. Right? Isn't that right? I don't know. I never asked. Well, welcome everybody into the show. Uh, this is a very, very wildly popular show. Everybody's already piling into the room. There's a ton of people in the room already, and welcome to all of you. I would say hi to all of you, but uh, the only one I'm going to say hi to is Mimi Fina. Me. Oh, hi, Mimi Fina. <laughs> Good evening, Mimi Fina. And uh, yes, John Fina is also 
in the room, so which we already knew. But it is good to have all of you with us. Uh, before we go any further and get into breaking this game down, let's hear from our show sponsor, uh, Fictal. Fictal. I keep saying Fictal. Fictal. Endel and Elmer Ike. Picture this. Crystal clear vision without the hassle of glasses or contacts. Imagine watching Josh Allen's game-changing touchdowns with absolute clarity. At Ficta Indolin Elmer Eye Care, we can make that a reality. Now, in a matter of seconds, with Zeiss Smile technology, you can see clearly and get back to doing the things you love as soon as the next day. Visit us online at Ficta.com and take our free self-test to see if you're eligible and schedule an evaluation. At Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, we are focused on you. Go Bills. It's that voice. You're listening to smooth the smooth sounds of jazz. <laughs> i got to tell you, between you and Spence, Jerry O and I are just outliers. We're like, yeah, a bit rough and grumbly. I mean, I'm that, super grumbly today. He could, yeah, you, you, you and me yeah. both, bro. Oh, my go, God. Go, you know what, right what, off the top. Right off the top. Lay it on us. Well, what would have made this show better is if the Ficta Endel Eye Care and Elmer, pardon me, Eye Care was like another 20 minutes longer. So then our show, after that miserable game, would We be- can do two spots. We can do a spot at the top and a spot at the end. Just two of them. Oh. <laughs> so all my guys lost, right? Roman Fina lost on Friday night. He's recovering oh. from a horrible cold. He made him go out there. Probably didn't help, but Ugh. he's a good football player. Bruno Fina lost to my alma mater on Saturday night. And oh, ooh, by the ooh, way, mixed emo- wow, that's like an embattled family moment right there. Like, yeah, I don't not know. at all. But you know what? They're, they're giving my kid a hell of a nice scholarship to a great university. I'm pretty good at being a UCLA fan right now. Right. But I, I, so whenever we go to the Rose Bowl, Joe, all these parents, they host us. And it's so nice. So they're coming to town. I'm like, all right, I got to host a tailgate, which I've never done. I mean, I can cook for 50 people in my own home, but right, right. So, you know, I got the pass and I smoked all these pork butts. But Friday night, up, I'm up in Phoenix for the game. I get home at 1 a.m. and it's like four hours on Saturday to get ready. I'll, I'll it's the first, first one I've ever hosted and the last one I'll ever host. It, <laughs> oh my God, it was so much work. I was beat. And then, okay, so. Roman loses, Bruno loses, and uh, I'm taking Torrance, and no one guessed it except Mimi. Torrance wears my jersey number from high school, so mm-hmm. uh, Osiris is 64. my guy. So my, my, I wore 64 in high school. Yeah, very good. That's awesome. Well, you so did, I'm, you I'm, did, you did kind of host a tailgate last year in Kansas City, so. I mean, we didn't necessarily uh, intend for like everybody to make our our tailgate kind of like the place to be, but like there ended up being a crap ton of people at our tailgate, and uh, I'll never forget. I brought this up many times. Jerry O on the grill, and then the one dude walked up to Jerry O and was like, "You're a big old boy," and Jerry's like, "Yes, I am." He goes, "Do you ever play any football?" And Jerry was ah, like, "As a matter of fact, I did." Dude's wearing a Bills jersey, not Jerry, the other guy. He's like, "Who'd you play for?" He goes, "The Bills." <laughs> it's amazing. offensive lineman relegated to the dustbin of anonymity baby oh it was just oh my gosh you would think he would like like elbow somebody and be like did that dude used to play because that's a big dude like jerry like you can tell like some dudes are just big men and jerry is a big man it just it was it's one of the best best moments ever oh so it's so good to be here with you we've uh we've missed a couple weeks together 
and it's good to see your face and hear your voice. And we get to go through this little bit of a little bit of madness together. Before we do that, I want to just encourage everybody that's consuming this podcast, this vidcast, whatever platform you're consuming it on, please like, please subscribe. Uh, we are also Super Chat Live. So if you want to ask John a question or if you've got a comment about the game, feel free to Super Chat it and we will absolutely make it a priority to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, so kind of off the top, as I was saying a couple minutes ago, where are, uh, where, where, where are you, where are you at? Where are you at on this? Like thoughts, thoughts on the game? Well, I'm perplexed. I mean, I, I thought it would be a good game and it wasn't. I mean, it was just so, I don't know if lackluster is the right word. There are a few bright spots we could talk about, but dear God, it just seemed like, you know, the game was always, it always felt like we were one, two plays away or a drive mm -hmm. away from, from clicking and getting mm -hmm. some sort of sense of momentum and rhythm. And you were like, ah, mm -hmm. oh, nah. mm -hmm. so it was, it was rough. You know, I'm glad I watched it alone. Thank God. Yeah. So, we're, oh, yeah. So, you, it was on national TV. So, you probably watched it at home. Oh, I meant in my house. I didn't yeah, go yeah. to like a bar. You know, I'm in family around, but, right, right, right. Um, you know, it was, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what my thoughts are. I'm so conflicted. I mean, you know, we can get into the good. I'm just disappointed. I'm not ready that, to get into the good. I want to talk about my thoughts. No, I mean, when we get into the yeah, good, yeah. but. I mean, Joe, you, you just can't feel good about what you saw out there. I don't I don't feel good. Like I never feel good in a loss, but you can have the sense that, hey, my team is in the right moving in the right direction. They're doing consistent, positive things. There's a cohesiveness to the game plan. And you just didn't get any of that. You 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 feel like at some point in time, especially after last week, when they've said to you over and over again, we've got to get it figured out. That like at some point they're going to get this figured out, and then they play the Buccaneers, and on offense, at the very least, it seemed like oh, we're going to kind of go back to what the Josh Allen ascension type of offense, the Brian Dable like up tempo, not necessarily a no huddle. Although they kind of they kind of muddle huddle, right? It's not really a true no huddle. Um, right. and, and we, and we watched him do this. We watched him play well. And there's an aspect of like, I know they didn't like just drive the field every single possession against the bucks. Um, there was a lull there in the middle that I think was somewhat part of the philosophy, like to kind of slow the game down a little bit. They come out first series, bang, right down the field. And, and I'll be honest with you. When the Bengals took the ball first, there was a measure of their, I was a little slighted, but I was like, man, they took the ball first. Like, and, and then I got nervous. Oh my gosh. Like they're going to go up seven on us. Right. Hope that we go three and out or like falter, get another three or, or seven. And we're going to be down 10, nothing, 14, nothing. And we're going to be chasing this thing for the rest of the game. And then like the slighted part was like, wait a second. There's not many teams better in the NFL at double dipping, at least not in the last couple of years, except the bills haven't been good at it recently. They literally are not afraid of the Buffalo bills double dip. Like, that's what they just said. Give us the ball. We're going to score, right? That's what they said. So the Bills get the football. They go right down the field. They score a touchdown. And then they go right back to huddling. And I was, I just, I was at a, I, I literally just, I could not figure out any of it. It was, there was for two and a half quarters, three quarters after that, right? Three quarters, they did. They got three points in three quarters. And then with eight minutes left, down 14. Okay. Time to flip the switch. Got to go back. Got to go back to the up tempo. Bang. Well, and, right, and, and, and frankly, right by, by virtue of doing that, everybody 
you know, everybody in Bill's Mafia just all of a sudden went, what? Right. Like, <laughs> what the? Right. Like, like, you gave us this. We we're all excited. And it worked. And then you went back to something. And it didn't work for a number of drives. Yeah, like, oh, well, now that we're behind, let's let's be in a hurry. And but just tell Josh there's only four minutes left in the game every time he walks on the field. Right. You know, even right. even if it's a even if that's at the kickoff of the game, first, you know, first kickoff. Like, hey, we're we're down by four. <laughs> four minutes left. <laughs> Go. There was there was a there were some pressers today, but before we talk about even some of the McDermott and the Ken Dorsey pressers, which there's not much to talk about. I mean, there's a huge thing to talk about, but there's not like we're not gonna like dive into it for a, a long period of time. You are one of the best people to have a conversation with as it pertains to the fear that some people think that McDermott has there's 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 a, a notion there's a, mm -hmm. a an idea out there that people think that McDermott is afraid that if he allows the offense to go up tempo four minutes four minute type offenses uh that somehow it could backfire on him if the bills go three and out or they're you know they're only on the field for a minute a minute and a half maybe less than that um and with his defense much maligned we know about the injuries and all that kind of stuff it's well documented even though that defense is playing very well they were giving up 17 points a game with Matt Milano. They're giving up 20 points a game now. So they're actually playing pretty well. The yeah. problem with that, and you can speak to this, the problem with that is when they try to go to what I've I've deemed a time-suck offense, time-suck possession-based offense where we want to hold the ball. Well, that's the minutes. whole league, Joe. I mean, right, as right. long as you're willing to say everybody runs it. Not everybody runs that. I mean, well, that, I mean by and large. Chiefs don't. Love of God. Anyways, a time-suck offense a lot of times they're off the field faster than if they were to have the ball for four and a half, five minutes and go down the field and score. So what well, does it do? Where, 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 where was that negotiation when you played with the, where, I mean, did you find years of the defense complaining? Like, there, no, no, look, look, there was no discussion. That was our offense, right? That was our identity. And sometimes it failed, right? We didn't, we, you know, not every drive ended in a field goal or a touchdown when we ran the no right. huddle. Right. You guys were right? off the field in like 40 seconds. Well, right. But I see where you're going with this. But look at the time of possession disparity in the game yesterday. Regardless. Regardless and that's we, kind we of the were point. down by, by yeah. about well, 13 and a half minutes. I want to I want to address this. So J-Dub says the four-minute offense is slow tempo because I think J-Dub is also – he also commented on my uh, Twitter today. A normal drive in the NFL takes about seven and a half to eight minutes. A four-minute offense is not a slow tempo offense. So, so no, I, I think what he's saying is if you are protecting a lead and there's four minutes left in the game, you bleed clock. It's typically called your four-minute offense. You want to end the game, win by four or three, you get two Correct. first downs, you kneal. Okay, so that's... He's yes. right. He's, so what, he's right. So, but what's but what what's, we're talking about is an up-tempo somewhere between no huddle yes. and somewhere between using the entirety of the play clock. Correct. Yeah. Because if you say if you say no huddle, then people immediately, Bills fans, go to K-Gun, right? Like we're going on the field well, in a minute it, and a half. It, it, what, what you're saying is we want to do a muddle huddle. We want um, to be ambling up, about the line. You want the offensive line close to the line of scrimmage, so all the signals that are coming correct. in. You're not correct. blocking the slot on the other side. Correct. You know, I get it. I get yeah. it. 
And, so, I, so, and I think semantically, uh, J-dubs, you're right, but you know we're using it in a different sense. We'll have to come up with our own words. Yeah, there, there is no real – I mean, maybe there is, but I don't know. that It's just an up-tempo offense, and it's, it's, there's an aspect of trying to put a moniker on it so that you can distinguish it from an actual no-huddle two-minute offense. I think is where the idea is. Two-minute offense, yeah. four-minute offense, right? So anyways. But just, anyways. Call it, just call it up-tempo. Up I mean, tempo, right. Fine. So, but with that, so you're saying that there was never a, a concern. It, it was just our identity. If we did it and it failed or it worked, it wasn't this expectation like the defense was saying, you guys got to huddle up, you're killing us. But because that's, that's but, how we scored. But as a fan it, it, that it remembers watching those games, it came up every single time the Bills went three and out or, you know, uh, for one first down and out. Like, oh, that's got to be really difficult on the defense who just came off the field one minute ago. Like, they, the, the announcers always, always brought it up. There was right. never a point where the defense is in the locker room going, come on, fellas. Like, how no. How, no. No, they got their own problems. So, so, <laughs> they're, they're, so t- first point to put to bed, the time of possession was crazy but unbalanced. So, yeah, the idea is it's not working anyways. And then the second part of that is the defense doesn't give a crap. Just go out there and do what you're going to do. Score some points. No, the it. defense doesn't care as long as you're productive, right? If we right. could do the, if we could do the huddle offense and score 38 like we had in the past, um, fine because right. we held them to 24. Right, winner, winner, right? Chicken so uh, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> so. Featuring your point is this. I agree. The defense did a fine job. I mean, you want to stop them a little bit earlier because we had pretty bad field position the entirety of the game. It's been a problem this year. It's been a problem this year. But we still had enough drives. We still had a long field to work with. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have your identity between the 20s and you're you're punting it back or you're turning the ball over – you know what difference does it make if you're if you're running a up tempo no huddle or bleed the clock type of offense? Now, we ran the bleed the clock type of offense, and they still beat us by thirteen and a half minutes in time of possession. Right. The problem is the offense right now, and we right. all know it, right? Yeah. So, do you want to talk a little bit about that now, or do you want to get into that in the good and the needs work? I don't even know what our format is right now. I'm so upset about all three games this weekend. Uh, you just take it anywhere. We, Joe, we could go free form. <laughs> um, don't so, ever do that again. Uh, let Let's address the referee situation, the officiating situation. And, you know, I'm not one, and we have not either. And I said this on my show today. I don't remember. There may have been a time. I don't remember in since 19, 2019 when I started doing my show, all my shows. I don't remember a time when I've ever blamed the refs. doesn't mean it hasn't happened at least once. It's just not a place that we that I want to live. You and I have not lived in that space of the Bills losing a game. No. We're going to accuse the refs, blah, 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 blah. The officiating this year in the NFL has gotten bad. Like, it, it is just, it, Bills game or not, it has just gotten egregious, the, the calls, the non-calls, and what's been going on. And I don't think I've ever seen, and Josh Allen was livid on the field, and then after the game, he said, I've never seen that called. Let's be honest. First of all, when well, there's that, a, that and the and the roughing, right? right? But I, I want to talk about the first. I want to talk about the, the second one first. So the grounding, the grounding first. First of all, anytime there's a rush on a quarterback and he throws the ball away, it's intentional grounding. Now I understand that there's a reason that there's a rule that they don't want them to just throw the ball in the dirt because <clears throat> there was a time in the NFL when quarterbacks could do that. They could just throw it in the dirt. 
it was over, then they wouldn't get sacked. So they put this rule in place. This there was no rush. It was a misread between the cornerback quarterback and, and the wide receiver. And Josh Allen even said, like from the podium, he's like, I've never seen this called. I've watched a ton of football. I've never seen that called. You played and watched a ton of football. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, look, with I, I, I'm going to agree with you 99%. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was a guy on the sideline. He sailed it over his head. To me, that's not grounding. Right. Right. If, if he had thrown the ball the other way and there was no receiver over there, but yet it was still downfield, do I think grounding would have been an okay call. They do that all the time, though. They, well, I think that that's just – it's hideous. Burrow, Burrow oh. did it in the game later. Burrow did it in the fourth quarter. And I saw that. And I was like, well, no, it, it, they really have to start understanding that the, the, the marriage is not connected between offensive concepts, which is a read, right? Mm-hmm. Even uh, uh, Collinsworth was talking about it. He's got an option, right? He stopped because of the coverage. Like, they don't understand the game. They don't understand leverage and they don't understand momentum. They see, they see in a blink and a flash, something happen and they connect it to something that never existed. And I think that that has, and it, I don't think it's a big enough problem that it'll even get a look in the off season. They mm-hmm. won't change that rule. Um, you know, you're throwing the ball to a spot. And when you consider the idea that somebody's running a nine route and if you're a quarterback, you know you have to leave the you have to lead the guy by about 30 damn yards. Right, right. What happens if he trips? It's grounding. It, it's, it's grounding now? With, with no pass rush, it's still grounding. I mean, look, <laughs> it, it, the ball didn't hit the ground behind the line of scrimmage, right? He it was a clear intentional throw to a placement. And I, I agree. But let, let, let we could put that to bed. I no, I, I don't we get can it. move on it's to, not we gonna can... We, it's not going to change it, but we can move on to the to the to the, the the personal foul. There was another one that happened in the Dolphins and Chiefs game that was not roughing the quarterback. Well, so I think that that and that is such a call. I mean, that's a huge call. Mm-hmm. It's yardage and a first down, right? I think because the rules, and I don't even know what the rules are anymore in some of these circumstances. We're going. I see movement on the offensive line that would have had me flagged when I played, and yeah. a guy's over there doing the cha-cha with his left foot, the left tackles. You know, it's too late in the count for him to be repositioning his left foot. Right, right. You know, unless – so I would do it. Like, if, if we were – if we had a a run called and Jim came up to the, to the, to the center and he looked around and he said, easy, easy, easy. You can stand up. When I stand, stood up, then I would adjust my feet into sure. more of a run stance, right? Sure, sure. But it was very clear. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in my two point stance, frozen, and then popping my foot up like that. Right, right. And I have no idea whose ass is breaking the waistline of the center anymore. I mean, where's the line judge on that stuff? But going back to the point about the roughing the passer, mm-hmm. the rules are so ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Nobody understands them. Why is that not something that you should review? There was no intent. I know he had his arm up over by his shoulder pad. He's crazy. Maybe he was almost right, but maybe where from the other the other side, it looked like the hand hit the head. Mm-hmm. But you re- that would be a 10-second review. And I am not a huge fan of the replay booth, but mm-hmm. that's a that's a drive-changing call you made. You're going to hang your hat on that. He didn't. He didn't go to the head. He didn't bring the body weight. He didn't slam him. Mm-hmm. It was natural momentum. 
he looked like he was trying to take care of the kid. Yeah, there, there's an aspect of they've gone they've gone too far to protect the quarterbacks, and I know you want to protect the quarterbacks. And right now there are a, there are a ton of backup quarterbacks, and probably potential people not ready to play quarterback in the NFL playing quarterback because quarterbacks are injured. But this is not the way, right? I mean, they've got to let them play football. They've got to, they've got to let them play. I'm I'm okay with there was there was one play, and I don't remember what game it was. It may have been the Dolphins game as well, where the corner lunged at the shoulder, did not make contact necessarily with the head of the wide receiver. But people are like, why is that targeting or why is that whatever? And it's like the corner, the defensive back can lunge at his waist all he wants. Why do these guys have to lunge at their like the top part of their body? That seems like an easy thing to not do. When you're talking about staving off a guy like John Fina or Jerry Ostrowski, and you're bull rushing forward or whatever, and you're trying to eke around them or eke between two guys, there's there's no way these dudes can win. There's no way that they can come in and make contact with a quarterback. Even if you release him as the left tackle at the right moment and all of his momentum goes forward, bad things are going to happen, right? Right. So here, here's an interesting uh, snippet. I spoke with uh, somebody who's developing a new helmet technology. Oh, that's cool. R- really cool. And I was kind of getting into the science weeds with him a little bit. And I said, well, uh, helmets have changed a lot. He said, they have. And the rules have changed. And he said, you know what hasn't changed? The incidence of concussion. Hmm. It hasn't gone down. At all? It has not gone down. Wow. And I said, well, that could be a function of one thing, that the threshold for a concussion now is so much lower. More, right. and, and less and fewer were reported back then, right? So right, now they're right. all fewer. reported. Back then, none, not many were reported. Yeah, but the way we played football and the way they still play football up front, you know, people say, oh, well, if you're an offensive lineman, you have like, you know, 15 to 20 concussions per game. Right. Well, clearly I'm concussed. I mean, you've met <laughs> me in person. But I, I thought that was kind of fascinating. So we're, we're we are upending the game for no benefit. Right. We've changed the game, the 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 hitting, the tackling, and we've become we've we've made defensive players so terrified of contact because the punishment is so egregious that you'd think that the incident of concussions would go down, and it hasn't. And they haven't. That's wild. That is absolutely that's why. Yeah, that's a weird, wild statistic that I. And had you know had. what? I, I'm a I'm a stack of waivers, guys, Joe. Mm. I mean, you know, I get you get in the league. And you should sign a stack of waivers that says, yeah, uh, bashing things with your head, probably not a good idea. You still want to do it and make a million and a half dollars a year? Find me one of those guys who says no. The only guy who says no is when he retires after his fifth or seventh season, had enough. But you know what else he has enough of? Wallet. Yeah, yeah. It's And, and, and I think you lowballed on the $1.5 million. <laughs> It's probably more like three to ten. A year. (laughs) Well, let's jump over to the good. And, you know, I I think that the the people in the comments section, you know, we can tell them there was good in this football game. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, this young man. I disagree. I disagree. He had a fumble. Is that why you disagreed that Dalton Kincaid did not play good in this game? How many catches did he have? I can look it up. I got it right here. Ten. Was it ten? Okay. Yeah. What's the percentage of fumbles? Ten. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But you're, Ten. you're the, you're the guy, you're the guy that 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 told me that you can't judge a player as of having a bad game off of one play. 
You're no, that guy. No, but people do. So I'm just saying let's apply the same thing. If Deion Dawkins gave up two sacks out of 40 pass plays, you'd say he had a shit game. I wouldn't say we're, that. We're trying to, we're trying to win the game. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Somebody would say that, but I wouldn't say that. Everybody in the comments would. The ball got punched. Listen, out. wait, let me, let me. He didn't even need to make the move. It was first and 10. We would have had second and an inch. He didn't need to do that. That wasn't the time for it. Anyways, a, I'm not going to say he played poorly, but I'm not going to say he had a good game. I, t- you're getting ahead of me. I didn't necessarily say he had a good game either. I said the good. Dalton Kincaid was was part of the good from this game. Watching this so. kid develop, watching who he is going to effectively someday become. Um, the One of the most impressive things about me and the way he plays is not only his ability to get open and seemingly find the spots that Josh wants him to be in, but when he catches the ball, there's no shock to the movement. There's no jolt of the hands. There's no there's no reaction to the ball. It's almost like his body just absorbs the ball. Like the ball just his body envelops it. This Oh, and he's right got amazing. The, he's got amazing run after catch skills. Yeah, and when he I catches mean, the ball, it's great. Like he doesn't drop yeah, anything. He just needs to know when, right? Right. Right. So that that's that's a bad decision and it caught you don't say it cost us the game because we don't know, but we were in striking distance. It was it was a bad decision. It's it's hard for me to um, it's hard to me to make the leap, and and people have tried to make the leap today because it, right now the rate of the blame game is on. The blame game is completely on. Oh look, don't misunderstand me. I think he's, I think he's fantastic, just like you do. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna right. say he had a good but, game. But the blame game is on. There there were people on Twitter today trying to blame Von Miller. And it's it's like the dude is still injured. Like, are we really having this conversation? Like, Vaughn Miller's the problem, and the reason the Buffalo Bills lost this football game. Um, no, I, but I, that brings up a point I want to talk about. Go ahead, we, and we can. At the end of the day, you know, the reality is, is I, I can't make the leap that that one fumble cost us the game, or that we could have won, or somehow the outcome could have been different. Because even if we score there, we're still down a possession, right? So, and who knows what the Bengals are going to do after that possession? Not to mention the fact that you know it's football. Wide receivers, no, I know. Right, wide receivers, all, running backs are going to fumble. Quarterbacks are going to throw. All, the interception well, then, Josh then, Allen threw was way worse than the fumble by Dalton Kincaid. He double clutched a ball he shouldn't have thrown to begin with, which gave the corner time to like recover. It was that was the was awful. The ball's in the air, and McKenna goes, "What's he doing?" <laughs> Before it was intercepted, what's he doing? Like, why is he throwing that ball? Anyway, sorry. That's the bad. We're not yeah. to the bad yet. We're to the good. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought his name up, and I'm I'm just going to say that I'm going to I'm going to apply the same metrics, right, to everybody else. Now, a tackle gives up a sack. You you know, hopefully, you still re- retain possession. You might have to punt, or right. you get to line up again. You know, now a, a strip sack and a turnover. Ooh, now that's really bad, right? But this is a turnover. And that's mm-hmm. huge. So I'm just – I love the kid. I, I think the biggest crime here is that he wasn't more involved earlier, that he was still in the developmental phase or or sitting behind uh, Dawson Knox. I think that's the crime, that, right. that he wasn't a bigger part of the offense from the beginning, especially considering what he did in preseason games. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, what do you but have as yes. far as good? What do you what, give me some of your good from this football game? I know you've got some. You always have. Well, some. I think I think Khalil Shakir looked pretty good. Very good. Yes, Khalil. Yeah. So, and, and I get accused all the time of, of like you know you didn't even want him on the team. I was like I didn't say that I didn't want him to, on the team. I said I don't understand why he's garnering the attention 
at this point that he had 10 receptions last year. I don't think we need to like put him like on the on the the ring of honor yet, but no, he is showing up. He's playing well. He's open. He's actually getting yards after the catch. He's catching the ball like Shakir looks great in my opinion. Uh the other good is the up-tempo offense. Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know where it went. It fits Josh. So and I guess Josh was okay. I mean, that interception was just putrid, but beyond that, you know, I, I don't think he was awful. He was, well, actually, I think he was average. He gets locked in. He just, for some reason, not every... Well, not he a, gets, he, he, go ahead. He gets locked in because he hasn't had Dalton Kincaid long enough working for him. He hasn't had Khalil Shakir given the opportunity, so he's been relegated to, where's my guy, Stefan Diggs, who, by the way, also falls into the good category, Yeah. right? Yeah. So well, that, that ball is going. I'd lock in too if I if I thought I only had one reliable person, I'd be locking in on two. Well, it was Gabe, that ball was intended for Gabe Davis, but but what I mean is he doesn't. You so get there, the idea. Yes, there, there's there's many most plays most plays he goes through his progressions just fine. He at least gets to if somebody's covered, he can get to three. Sometimes he can get to four. Sometimes he can come back. There's other times he just turns into Drew Bledsoe and just locks down on a guy. And watches him the whole way down the field, like and and then throws the ball, and it's like, what is happening right now? Like, why? Are, it brings up other questions that I have about just Josh Allen and just some of the other stuff, but I don't know that we've got necessarily time to talk about it in this show and what's going on with him. But to your point about where did the up tempo offense go? Uh, the Sean McDermott press conference was today, and Facebook is a glow. Not Facebook, Twitter is a glow right now with effectively McDermott's comments. He was asked about that very thing: what happened to the up tempo offense? To which he said, "We got out of it because we wanted to try some other things. We wanted to try some other offenses." And I, I like everybody on John. I kid you not. The amount of gaffes that Sean McDermott has had this year at the podium between the Stefan Diggs, I'm very concerned, and just the amount of times, he, you know, the, I blew up today on my show just about the whole, we're not playing complimentary football. We're not playing complimentary football. Everything out of his mouth, and he did it today, everything out of his mouth is about complimentary football, which is basically a shot to the at the players. The players know when the offense didn't play well. The, the players know when the defense didn't play well. And there's this idea that every nothing is going to work unless we're perfectly complimentary. We've got to be there, – there's no picking up for the other side. There's It's it's complimentary. So, anyways, let me just finish. I people have have been there. There's a fraction, a small, a shard of people of fans that have wanted Sean McDermott fired since 13 seconds. Of which all of us that were sane are sane have shouted them down since that happened. Since 13 seconds happened, right now with the stuff that's happened this year and that comment today, just about we wanted to try some different offenses. Yeah, that's the, the, the fan base. I mean, the fan base is turning. Like the fan base is turning. Like, oh, you're the problem. Like, I, I mean, he can replace complimentary football with, well, we got to score more points. We have to be better offensively. And I'd mm -hmm. be okay with that. I don't like this, you know, cloak and dagger complimentary football. Just say we have to score more points and the offense isn't doing it. That's, right. that's sufficient. Which he's done in the past. He's done that when right. Dable was the head or the offensive coordinator. And, and I don't think that you go and play a team that's a playoff contender and former Super Bowl competitor and decide you're just going to change it up. I think, you know, you when you're playing the 0 and 9 whomever else and you're ahead by 14 points, you might say, hey, we're going to put a different package in and we're going to work on a variety of plays 
that we're going to need when we play Miami or the Chiefs or so-and-so. But to your point, uh, you know, I I never like to say I'd be shocked, but I don't know if this team makes the playoffs. I don't. Not Not with the trajectory. It's not even a trajectory. They're flat. Offensively, they're flat, and we we have a decimated defense, yeah. and they're playing out of their heads. They're playing. I mean, they we'd like also them to part stop. of the good. The, the defense could be listed as part of the good from this game. Taron Johnson played very well. I think Dane um, Jackson played well. Uh, yeah, Dane Jackson played very Dorian well. Williams, I thought Dorian Williams had a pretty good game. Dorian Williams played well. Terrell Bernard, the I, new I dude, love the, the way that kid the, played. The dude, they just pulled off the off the off the off the beach. Uh, Lenville yeah. Lenville jo- Johnson is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, Lenville he had, Joseph. Yes, he had he had significant snaps in this game and played well. He played good yeah. in this football game. Uh, Razul Douglas, I thought, played pretty well for being in, being here for all of ten minutes. Right? No, no kidding. I mean, I, you can't fault the defense. You'd like them to stop them earlier, flip the field a little bit, but it wasn't. It wasn't as if we didn't have our chances. It, like we, it's not like we only had two drives in the right. first half and three right. in the second half. We had enough opportunity to take the ball and drive the field, and we didn't do it. The Buffalo and Bills, I, right? You know, sorry, go ahead. I was saying, I was, I was just, I was just leaning into your comment about may, not making the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills are currently in third place in the AFC East. Um, Luckily, the Jets are currently losing. That doesn't mean they're going to lose this game, but they're currently losing. If the Jets win this game, the Bills are in third place in the AFC East <laughs> ahead of the Patriots. Who beat them, by the way? Um, that isn't the problem. The problem is the entire AFC North is good. And I don't mean like the Steelers are a good team. They've got a good record. Like all of the North is currently in the playoffs. So the yeah. Buffalo Bills could effectively win out up until the Dolphins game. They could win every game right now up until that Dolphins game and last game of the season. Lose the last game of the season and miss the playoffs. That's the position they're in right now. It's if crazy. the Dolphins win out and the Bills win up until that game and lose that game against the Dolphins, the Bills could miss the playoffs. Like it's, They have dug themselves. I, I said it in my show today. Like I'm not kicking dirt on this team, but the hole is dug. The hole is right there. They're ready to fall in the hole and have dirt. Like they lose one more game. If they lose this week to the Broncos, I don't even know where this goes. Right. Yeah. It's upsetting. I mean, it's really upsetting. I I just I I don't get it. If the if it's working, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. If if the up tempo offense fits Josh, and clearly it does, stick with it. So I want to address the running game, which does Please. not fall into the good into the good category. No, it but does not. We started the game with, I want to say, 10, 11, 10 out of eleven plays were pass plays, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we changed the offense that we're going to run, and now you're going to ask the guys to stop, turn around, and run block. I mean, it's a totally different groove. There's no blend. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's fair to the guys up front just to kind of flow. Oh, okay. Now all of a sudden we're going to, you know, we're going to start trying to pound the ball. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. And that's why if Jerry were on the show or in the comments, he'd say the same thing. You need, you need that balance. And if you're going to throw it, then just throw it for God's sakes. I'll say the other good thing though, is in the past game, we are doing a better job of outlet passes, whether mm-hmm. it's up over Mitch Morse, or out over the tackles, mm-hmm. getting the ball into the flat to a guy that has a little bit of, of running room. And I think that is a enormously positive development. 
right? So whose responsibility is it to have the conversation in regards to what you said as far as this style of offense and what it does and what we can do, making a weird jerk of the chain switch to this style of offense where we're trying to you know ground and pound and weird jerk of the chain back because it's not working two and a half quarters later, back to an up-tempo, high-flying RPO-based off. I mean, who's the person that brings sanity to this conversation? It, it, on Tuesday, who's the one that's like, the shit ain't working? I don't know what we're trying to do, but... Well, as I see it, there's four guys who should sit down with Sean and Dorsey and have this conversation. It's got to be Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Deion Dawkins, and Mitch Morse. Mm. Right? They need to go in and say, just explain it to us. You know, a lot of times you on Wednesday when you're doing installation, mm-hmm. you know, the generally coaches don't really say, this week, this is the philosophy. This is what we are trying to expose. This is why we're doing this. So sometimes you just get – well, here's the game plan. I'm not sure why it's the game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, those guys need to go in and say, explain to me why we changed it up. I, I, just tell me, why did that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want input from us? And quarterbacks and receivers and somebody in hierarchy on the offensive line. We don't really have the running backs who have tenure, so to speak, who can go right. up there. Right. But you you have to approach the coaches in a way that says, why explain it? I'm a grown up. Uh, this is my offense. I'm Josh freaking Allen. I'm the quarter billion dollar guy. Just explain it to me and explain it to my guys so that we can we can explain it to everybody else so that we can all toe the line and you know live together, die together, but not be fractured. You right. know, there were times and you know, late in my days in Buffalo where I was like, what the hell are we doing? I don't, I don't even have a clue. Like you know, some run plays are just run plays. You're going to run right. power. You're going to run inside zone. And, and that's what you do. Now, the work, okay? And that, that's all I'm going to put on that. But they they can go in and ask. That's well within their right. You know, Pagula signs their paycheck. They, they, they can ask. I feel, I feel like there's cracks in the armor. Um, I, I, so I'm a, I'm a big I, – I feel like there's a lot of respect that is given to – that has been earned and given to Sean McDermott. I feel like he is a leader. I feel like they trust him. We've heard it up to this point. I trust my leadership. I trust the coaches implicitly. I trust – Josh said it last night. You know, I trust the guys in this locker room. We're going to get it fixed. We're yada, yada, yada. But there were other comments made, and one of those comments was specifically about Gabe Davis. Why was Gabe Davis not targeted more? Last week, you targeted him a bunch. It seemed like the offense opened up. Was he Is he a part of that reason? Is there a reason that he wasn't targeted this week? And he said, honestly, I don't know. I'm going to have to check the, the tape. And, and, you know, I'm just trying to run the plays that are called. I'm trying to execute the plays that are called, which to me was not a shot, but that was something we've never heard Josh Allen say. It was almost a point of of exasperation. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to, like, this is where I'm told to throw the football, so that's where I'm going to throw the football is the way that it felt. Also in the locker room, they, they quoted Kincaid. So Sean McDermott says, if I had the answer as to what's wrong, I would have fixed it by now. Dalton Kincaid comes out and says, I think the answer is up-tempo offense. We seem to be pretty good at that. And a lot of other players, it's being reported, kind of were chirping around that same thing, that we seem to be pretty good at this up-tempo offense thing. So I don't, I don't, I feel like there's a reckoning coming. 
And I feel like Ken Dorsey is very much, I don't want to say he's a yes man. I know these guys have egos. I know all of them have egos, and egos aren't necessarily a bad thing, especially when you know how to honor somebody. Ego is actually a good thing because it provides confidence, and it provides support, and it provides structure, and it provides safety, and a whole bunch of other things that allow you to, 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 to basically thrive inside of that situation. However, I feel like Dorsey at this point is not Brian Dable. Brian Dable was like, it's my offense. He's my quarterback. I'm going to do what I want, which caused a rift. And now McDermott has a yes-man. He's got a little boy, basically – that's going to do whatever he wants him to do. And I and I feel like that's where we're at. I feel like whatever Sean says, Dorsey's going to give him. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, but going back to what you said earlier, I mean, everybody always talks about, you know, metrics, right? You got enough people breaking down film for tendencies. If, if Josh says, I, I, you know, I'm not sure why or who I'm going to on this play or that play, that's a problem. I mean, you are, you are trying to dictate how the defense plays – by virtue of place on the field, down and distance, formation, and position grouping. And that's how you try to get the matchups you need to get. And it's not happening. Or right. or we're not winning. So pick pick one or pick a little of both. Any other comments as far as what needs work or the bad from this football game? That's our nice way of saying the bad things. These are the bad things we need to work on. Yeah, I mean, I think we still have a problem with, you know, our third linebacker. I think Dotson, you know, had an opportunity. It was very clear that, you know, when you're in that position where you are on the field, on the goal line, when your three technique is eating up two blocks, you have to be on the hip of the tackle or the guard on the down block, and you have to fill that space. And he was, I mean, as a linebacker, you're reading, that's my gap. If that guy goes down, I fill immediately. You know, if that guy flows outside, I have to flow and then fill, you know, mm -hmm. decide when to fill. And he got, you know, it was in that position, you you can't hesitate. You got to make that read and go downhill. So I think there's a little problem there. I think with um, the trade deadline, they did smart things on defense. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the pieces that's missing and it may not be missing. I think the pass game suffers a little bit for two reasons. And it, one is either personnel and they're not winning or number two, it's it's philosophically doesn't fit what the defense is showing on film for the past several weeks. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't see a lot of this as player problem. And then what happens though, and, and I I you know I I I'm not shy. I think that Dalton Kincaid made a stupid decision trying to go airborne and fly over and get an extra yard Agreed. in a time and place when we didn't need it. Agreed. Right? Agreed. But when you are in a situation where you feel like we've had so many shit plays and things aren't going well, I am going to put the weight of the team on my shoulders every chance I get. Mm -hmm. So then it's Josh on this play. It's Dalton Kincaid on another. Stefan Diggs doing just miraculous crap in the secondary getting yes. free yes. because he feels this weight that, like, I'm the only guy with any dynamism and I have to make something happen. Right? Agreed. I mean – and he's slippery. This guy must be covered in oil. <laughs> must have amazing skin. I mean, God. That's amazing. Now, the Buffalo Bills will be hosting the uh, Denver Broncos in Buffalo on Monday night football. There was a time in this town when we couldn't we, we couldn't pay a bazillion dollars and, like, it was who do we have to kill to get a primetime football game. And now, literally, the world is seeing the Buffalo Bills – 
when they're laying eggs all over football fields. It's it's really not mm-hmm. the best time to have primetime football games. <laughs> no, but but and and like I want to say, oh, it's going to be a bounce back game. We're going to kill them. But there's just no there's no earmarks. You know, there's no flares that tell me that that's really going to happen. There's just such a kind of a malaise to it all, like a not necessarily a confusion, but a you know who's going to blink first. Like I don't know what the hell the plan is. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. So I, I still think the Bills win. I think, um, you know, being at home on a Monday night uh, against this particular Broncos team, I think we win the football game. That's my expectation. And, you know, I, I, I don't know that I want them to win soundly. Soundly. I would rather they win by 10 mm. and struggle and learn how to overcome and to face some more adversity and, you know, that'll that'll probably do you a better service in the long run than come out and win by 28 and roll. Them. I don't I don't I don't even know where I don't even know where to put that meter. I don't know where to put that gauge. It, 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 I don't I, I mean, I don't either for, for, for weeks coming into this season. It was like, well, it's a week to week league, right? Oh, we lost this football game. It's a week to week league, right? Any given Sunday, blah, 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 blah. Nobody is chirping. It's a week to week league anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, nobody I, in that I, locker room is saying that anymore. And I'm at the point where it's like, I don't even know what to. Oh, well, they're, they're, look, they, they, they see their record. They know that, like, holy crap, we lost two games we never should have lost. Right. Right. We right. lost to Jacksonville and we and lost Patriots. to the freaking Patriots. That's right. You know, you, you're going to go against Kansas City and you got a 50-50 shot. You go against the Bengals, you got a 50-50 shot. You got the Cowboys. You, you, you've got uh, – yeah, you, yeah. I mean – Yeah. They got they So gotta, I think the biggest road. question is no no show next week or do you want to do a 12-minute halftime show? <laughs> or do you want to do a pregame show? It's or, on Monday. It's I don't on Monday. Know, though. We'll have to figure we'll have to figure that out. I mean, we could potentially do a Sunday pregame show um, or something like that because I don't know that I like doing it right before the game. But yeah, we'll have to do I don't it. even know that the people in the comments want to listen to our crap anymore. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't even have any solutions. We're we're just like the rest of them. You know, you're like people are like they they throw ten hands up if they had them all. We're like I don't even know what the hell we're doing. Like we don't have a way. Like if I said to you, Joe. Define our offense and our philosophy in two sentences and 10 seconds or less. You would look at me and go, uh, and you do that thing that, you know, you did when you're a little kid. You don't have any idea. And that's just not the place you want to be when you're how many games into the season now? Actually, my response would be a little more intelligent than that. My response would actually be, um, how am I supposed to define our offense when Brandon Bean said last week we're still kind of searching for an identity? Week nine. Why well, did you NFL. have to get all serious? I was going comedic. <laughs> I was trying to get lighthearted. And you got to pull this. Oh, I'm going to answer the question seriously. It wasn't even a serious question. I want you to. I want you to ingest what I, I just said. I've had enough. I want you to ingest what I just said. I want you to take it in and I want you to chew on it for a second. Brandon Bean, and this got missed by me and by a lot of people. Came out last week and said. Well, we're still kind of looking for our identity on offense. You've got Josh freaking Allen as your quarterback, Stephon Diggs as your wide receiver. You've got talent all over the field. The, the offensive line is playing better this year than they've played in years. You're still running the same playbook for the most part. It's a lot of scratches. For the most part, that that basically ascended Josh Allen to the level that he's at and that set the bar to, to all of this that we want to see from this offense, it's all still right there. And 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 you've got the you've got the GM of the football team going, we're still kind of looking for an identity. Could you imagine? Yeah, could you imagine uh, Jim Kelly's 
third year in the K gun, fourth year in the K gun, and you guys coming at me like, yeah, we're not really sure who we want to be on offense. It's like you've got all the same guys. What are we, what are we talking about right now? Why are you changing it? It don't make no sense. This helmet, I think I wore for like six seasons in a row. There's battle scars on this thing that like if the if the concussion, you know, paranoia people saw this thing, I'd be in the freaking CT scan for like the next six weeks. The best that dude needs another MRI. The best promo you've ever done was still the the one where you did the short with that helmet on, and you're like, like just the has the season started yet? You get your helmet on. It just that was so, that was so clutch. But that actually your helmet thing brings up a point, like questions that you never get to ask professional players. But like, it's it's odd to me that players take their helmets to different teams and they just spray paint them a different color. Does that happen? Because that was like an Antonio Brown thing. Like he had had that one helmet, like you just said, for years. And they're like, well, we've outlawed that helmet. And it was like his third team. And he's like, well, this is my helmet. And they're like, well, you can't wear that helmet anymore. Like, do they just spray paint the thing and put stickers on it? Like, is that what happens? Man, I, this is really shiny. I'd probably have to scuff it up. I'd probably spend two days sanding the thing. <laughs> You're kidding. All time, it nice I don't think I think they they've got an equipment guy for a reason. You're not going to be sanding and painting a helmet. I'm just, yeah. I, well, I think I could take it down to the auto body shop, you know, and get a little uh, little work done on it. Maybe melt some wax and fill these these grooves. You've got a silver helmet too, right there behind you. What's the silver helmet? The silver helmet is from the 25th anniversary of the second best comeback, first best comeback in uh, playoffs in NFL history. Nice, very good. So Did it you- should say now. It should say, and it should say. Uh, NFL greatest comeback in the playoffs. It should say playoffs. Right, in the playoffs. So uh, did you autograph? And they got all the signatures of the guys that showed up. Which is I was say, did cool. you autograph your own helmet there? Is that Antoine? No, not Antoine Smith. Who's 23 back then? Uh, Thomas Smith? 23? Uh, uh, Kenny Davis. Kenny, oh, that's right. Duh, I knew that. Kenny Davis. Yeah, yeah. Mark uh, Thomas Smith wasn't there yet. No, I got Mark Pike. God rest his soul. Man, God rest his soul. That's right. Yeah, rest in yeah. peace. Very good. Yeah, pretty cool. No, I don't think I signed it. Do you think I should? That would be silly, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Are your kids going to sell it after you're gone? <laughs> they could sell it right now. Roman, put this thing on eBay. <laughs> it's not it's a bad helmet, though. Like it's it's legit. Soundbite of the night, like, right I there. I think it's a, I think it's a real helmet. It you looks know, sometimes like sometimes you get those fake ones, but these these buckets cost like two hundred and fifty dollar. They're not cheap. That's a they're, lot. They're definitely that that one actually is built a lot better than the one that you wore for six years too. So, oh yeah, you're right. It's it's actually probably a miracle that your brains aren't scrambled eggs. You're probably right. Well, there's no promise that they aren't. <laughs> I mean, some of these people have met me. <laughs> I'm one of these people that have met you. Yeah. So you are very. So I got to tell you, I mean, my my uh, my motivation to go back to a game this year is kind of low because of what I see. Like, I don't want to go back for for a loss. Oh, mm. and my new T-shirt. Did I show everybody my new T-shirt that I got well, you, from the Monterey? You, now you're showing the scrambled eggs. Yes, that we started the show with the T-shirt. You did not show yeah, us the sticker, got, but but you did. I got show a sweet t-shirt. sticker too. <laughs> Stay stay on task. So, uh, Melissa, change the cue card. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. What are you talking about? This is my. I'm a handy guy. I got my Dewalt here. 
Mimi, come, Mimi, come get your do the, guy. Do, do the thing. <laughs> do, the do the thing. Mimi, come get your dad. Call, call your mom. Call your mom and get us some help. In hey, here. look, we're gonna we're gonna now measure my attention span for the rest of this show. Ready? <laughs> One and a half. One and a half inches. Nice. Very good. All right. So last game would put you over there. You probably need to put that away. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that you need to be messing around with that. That's all we need. Is... I know what I'm doing. <laughs> No, that's ESPN. I'm trying to do the Home Depot. I remember when I was a kid, you know, I had all these uncles, these old Italian uncles. They bought these pencils. You know, you got to sharpen them with your utility knife. I love those things. Much like the Buffalo Bills offense after the first drive last night, we have derailed. We are uh, we are definitely, uh, we've derailed a little bit. But uh, uh, before I get us out of here, our, uh, and you're frozen, I hope you're still with me. Are you still with me? Can you hear me? Oh, apparently he got completely cut off. Or is this me? Am I the one that's the pro- Nope, I'm looking at my YouTube screen and <laughs> John, come back. <laughs> oh, 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 he's back. We got you. Where'd you go? I thought you called it. I thought it was out. No, we're not. We're not out. <laughs> you just froze your internet. Your internet connection down there in uh, Tucson went crazy. No, I was going to give you the opportunity to give us any. Hey, final- Roman, Roman, fire up the damn internet, will you? <laughs> you got a pull string on that. Uh, any final comments before I get us out of here? Um, well, I guess what I would say. Fans out there, you know, the team is kind of disappointing right now. Kind of um, find your favorite players, find a new favorite player, dial in on technique, you know, take this time to rewatch a couple of plays that you liked and examine them. Watch the, uh, watch the yeah. right guard, you know, see what you can Good. do about just being a better student of the game. You'll enjoy it a lot more in the long run. How about that's that? Awesome. That's pretty crappy, that, right? No, love it. That's freaking, <laughs> that's freaking fantastic. You know, it's amazing. I mean, be- between YouTube and the ability to record a game and watch it, you can really dial in and just become a student of the game. And it, it really, it makes a game. Anytime I'm watching teams that I don't care about, whether it's college or pro, I just have such a good time looking at why the hell did they run back? And I, why did they run that? I roll it back. I look at the techniques. I look at the players. I find a guy on another team. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to root for that cat. He looks like he's working his ass off. I like it. I like it. I haven't had four of these, but I feel like it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fina Show, brought to you by Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller, alongside my very good friend, John Fina. The actual, uh, I guess the show bears your name, but uh, it is so good to have all of you this week. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, or I should say next week, face the Denver Broncos. So enjoy Football Sunday. Enjoy the rest of this week. Enjoy everything. I don't know what's going on over there. Jonathan's got a dog. A dog is about to enter the picture. Is it, there's a dog. There's a dog. This on the for screen. you, Mimi. This <laughs> for you. That's a cute little dog you got there. Uh-oh. What? Oh. Um, yeah. Get, so we get, we get I agree. Are we out of here? All right. <laughs> for me, for John Fina, for Buffalo Rumblings, go Bills. Go Bills! First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, mom. (laughs) No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. 
reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.